AI-generated music will be the norm sooner than we think, and with it comes a lot of issues, says an expert technology futurist. Last week, an AI song went big on the internet, uh, internet's two-minute track and apparently features vocals from singing megastars Drake and The Weeknd. Now, first of all, we'll play you a clip from a real Drake song. Take a listen. Started out doing college shows, Calipari flow, then I pop like you never seen. We did everything. I went up in the 16. Give me Not the sort of thing you'd normally hear on RNZ National. I'll grant you, the, you get the idea. Now, take a listen to this AI that's artificial intelligence generated song. It's called Heart on My Sleeve, apparently made by a creator called Ghostwriter. I came in with my ex, like Selena, the flex. Bumping Justin Bieber, the fever, and left. She know what she need. Very difficult to tell the difference. In fact, some of us here at RNZ National prefer the AI version. Well, as of yesterday, it has been pulled from major streaming services. Drake's publisher, Universal Music, says it violates copyright law. Technology futurist and author of the Memia newsletter, M-E-M-I-A, New Zealand Ben Reid is here to unpack it all for us. Hi there, Ben. Kia ora, Jesse. Thanks for having me on. Hang on. It was a matter of time, wasn't it, this one? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, so we've you know we've uh, seen this explosion of um, generative AI tools you know in the last few months. Um, obviously, everyone will be aware of ChatGPT, which is sort of text to text um, and sort of dialy uh, text to images. Um, and so yeah, text to music is is the next one. What did you make of that AI creation? <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm more of a obscure. British indie bands of the 1980s guy myself, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's I mean it, it's basically the the tools to synthesise um, voices are developing you know really quickly. We've sometimes these are called sort of deep faked, um, where you can train uh, an AI model to you know replicate someone's voice, speech patterns, uh, intonation, um, and then you can you know give it a script to to speak, um, and so. You know, we're seeing this being applied in uh, in you know commercial space now with tools like Synthesia, where you can you know create AI avatars and give them a script, um, and so you know it just re- replaces and completely automates you know voiceovers and um, and uh, presentations. You know, it's all a bit of fun, but Universal Music isn't laughing. Yeah, um, and you know this is a, a generational change. Um, I think a paradigm change uh, in terms of what you know the technology enables, and so you know we've moved from an era where you know music um, is is uh, you know relatively scarce, um, and you know and is now basically <laughs> completely abundant, right? You can you can in the same way as with ChatGPT, you can generate you know reams and reams of text. You know the ability now is just you can create you know hours and hours of AI generated music. With very little effort, and so the the question around copyright is, you know, what are these AI models trained on originally? So is it, you know, copyrighted material <clears throat> that is being fed into the models? And so, you know, they they um, Google released uh, uh, some research back at the beginning of the year, Music LM, um, and that was trained on about two hundred and eighty thousand hours of music, and you can sort of type in, you know, reasonably complex phrases you know um of the type of music that you want to get out of it and it'll generate you a, a short clip um and yeah so the, the the music publishers are obviously you know 
um, this is their business model, and and they're you know looking to protect you know the the, the legal rights uh, from copyright. Whether you know this isn't, and you know I'm not a lawyer, but these questions have been raised before. I mean, back in the early 2000s, Google there was a long-running court case when Google uh, scanned in pretty much every book in the world, yeah. um, and you know, and the authors um, guild you know took a long case and right up to the U.S. Supreme Court. And in the end, um, you know, the ruling was that this is a fair use. This is what's been done in libraries all the time. And it's a transformation, not a copying of the information. Um, and so it's very, very similar type of, um, you know, scenario here where I think, you know, because now we, we, we think nothing of going to Google and being able to search through, you know, every book that's ever been published. And so I think in some ways this is, um, you know, the same process that's happening over again. Interesting, though, eh? for the last couple of months, um, ordinary people have been saying, hey, we're a bit worried about the pace of AI and where it might lead to. But actually, when uh, a big corporate gets involved, that might be when you start seeing some change around regulation and governments actually acting to put some, um, I guess, guide rails on some of this AI. Yeah, I mean, I've been sort of tracking emerging technology for you know, quite a while, and I think the observation is is that um, regulation tends to um, trail innovation innovation in tech. Um, you know, by quite a degree. And I think the other uh, symptom that I, I certainly notice is there's an ambient acceleration of technological change. Right. So technology is basically being used to develop new technology, and that that whole um, cycle really sort of makes things faster and faster. And that's what we're we're seeing right now. Um, and and you know in the same way, um, my sense would be that you know by the time this legal process has gone through the courts, and it may take you know years and years and years, and lawyers will make a lot of money out of it. But by that time, you're probably going to find you know my my hunch is you're going to find AI models being trained on AI generated content, and there's actually no real traceability back to any original copyrighted content at all. And so you know my my feeling for the future is that you know we may the future where all music um, is AI generated and there's this complete democratization of the ability to create, consume, um, and, uh, you know, completely personalize music streams. That assumes that our only interest in music or our main interest in music is uh, the sound of the music. However, you know, there is something about knowing the story of Ed Sheeran, this guy who's uh, worked his way up from busker, got a personality, a few high-profile romances. You buy into the artist as much as you buy into the music, surely. Uh, yeah, but again, this is this question of scarcity versus abundance. And so if you could have, you know, 50,000 AI avatars, um, you know, and, and AI musicians, if you like, uh, then you know why each of them has got a completely crafted personal story through. Um, <laughs> you know, so why why would you pick uh, you know Ed Sheeran over over you know your favourite personalised? Because of the natural human instinct to be interested in real humans, not fake <laughs> avatars. How, how how would you know? How do you know you're not talking to an AI right now, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> well, if it is, it's a good one. Um, what have you seen? I mean, we see stories every day about the acceleration of AI. What have you seen in the last few months that has made you say, wow? 
I mean, as I say, I'm sort of deep in this um, all day, every day. So, uh, yeah, the thing that I'm really interested in is um, generative uh, 3D models, for example. Um, And so the ability to basically take uh, some photos of your environment and then completely change, turn that into a immersible 3D environment that you could you could sort of walk through with a VR headset. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. Um, and look, I, I, you know, I'm I'm being quite flippant about you know the effects on society um, of some of this uh, uh, technology. Um, and I think you know there's going to be huge advantages in terms of personal productivity. I mean, I, I integrate you know ChatGPT and a number of um, image generation tools into my workflows you know, on a daily basis now, um, and it makes makes me incredibly productive. But I think at the same time, you know, people in um, Information processing roles and you know software development. So AI is being used to develop software now, argue, arguably at um, you know close to human uh, capabilities as well. Um, yeah, so I think the you know our ability as society to absorb these new technologies and adapt, and then you know can you know arguably change some of the fundamental principles on which our economy works. Um, I think are you know going to raise some major questions over the next year. Yeah. yeah. And what do you say to the objection that, hey, people panicked when the printing press was invented. They panicked when the radio was invented. They panicked when the TV was invented. Is this any different? Um, qualitatively, no. Um, so it is exactly that. It's just new technology coming along to you know, create an abundance of something that was previously scarce. Um, I think the difference here is possibly the speed with which things are happening. Um, and so when you you know when you raise the question of will you know AI uh, take people's jobs, traditionally one would have said, well, it's okay because people can you know learn new skills and retrain, and then you know go and work in the jobs that AI cre- uh, you know creates as a result. Given the pace of the change now, you know there is a question of can people you know reskill, retrain quickly enough, um, and you know and it, and will yeah will the the jobs that people do today and even the jobs that we're anticipating will they you know be churned really really quickly as well yeah yeah will there be enough left to do when it's been automated by ai yeah well you know maybe we'll get down to four day work weeks three day work weeks um you know that that's that's one possible outcome there nice to chat to you thanks so much um quick um uh, can you quickly tell us about your newsletter if people are interested? Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, I write a weekly newsletter um, that uh, goes out uh, all around the world. Um, and, yeah, I basically, I, as I say, I sort of doom scroll through a whole bunch of uh, social media feeds every week so that uh, memories don't have to. Um, yeah, so I'm sort of constantly tracking the change and the accelerating change in technology and its impact on uh, on our society. Um, so the, yeah, the URL, it's on Substack. It's memia.substack.com. Um, uh, it'd be great to have some readers join. Thank you. Nice to t- chat to you. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff. Ben Reed on this AI song that's been filled, uh, pulled from streaming sites. 25 past one.